ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Welcome, everybody. Okay, we're going to get started. Here we go. Hello, friend. Brother Michael, let's do a sound check. How's my audio coming through for you? It's coming through wonderfully. All right. How are you doing so, this afternoon? I'm I'm doing fine. I, I've got a request. Mary, you know, Mary's one of your number one oh, yes. supporters. My wife is staying with her this week. She's gone down to stay a week with her. Yes, I sir. took her down there on Monday. They'll be coming my wife will be coming back Friday yes, and they've gone out for the day today and Mary said after the show could you put it up so when they come back they can listen to it oh sure um, I'm putting them up same day usually within about an hour after we finish oh that's wonderful yes, that's sure. wonderful so it'll be up right yeah. away that's great how you feeling how you doing all right now I'm doing good um, I just had a miracle the um requirement to get the vaccine to get in the country is no longer required as of about four weeks ago. And, What's that, uh, the COVID vaccine? Is yes, that the sir. COVID vaccine? If you didn't have it, they wouldn't let you fly in here unless you could get a waiver. And, oh, I uh, see. Okay. So, um, I didn't want any of my family to take it to have to come in here. And um, yes. even me, if I left and came back in, they wouldn't let me back in without the shot. So, I'm not taking it. And uh, right. for that reason, um, I haven't had any opportunity for anybody to come down here and visit me for almost three years. Yes, but, yes, of course. Uh, God removed that blockade. And uh, just last night, I went to the airport and picked up my brother from the States. I uh, haven't seen him in 10 years. Amen. And uh, first time in seven years since I've been here on the island that anybody has been able to come over and visit. So... Um, it's it's a real family reunion, and we spent the day together, and uh, it's really nice having some family here. Is it is it your older brother or your younger brother? Uh, my younger brother. I'm the oldest. You're uh, the oldest. Yes, well, sir. that's wonderful that yes, you've sir. been reunited with your brother. We oh, praise yes. God for that. It, what a miracle. So praise God for that. Amen, amen, amen. We're doing good, and uh, folks, welcome aboard. We're going to kick it off uh, today is Wednesday, July 26, 2023. Welcome to the broadcast. We've got Pastor Michael Cummins in the house. And Brother Michael, would you like to open us up in prayer? Certainly. We thank you, Lord, for the miracle. We thank you that Shannon has been reunited with his younger brother, and we praise your holy name for doing such a thing, Lord. And we pray for all the listeners today that there will be miracles amongst all of them, miracles of healing, miracles of deliverance, miracles of prosperity. And we thank you, Lord. We praise you. We honor you and glorify you for all the great things that you do, Lord. And we just glorify your name today. Amen. I say amen to that. My friend, Mike is yours. Take it away. Thank you. Well, God bless you all. I'd like to say hello to some people there. I'd, first of all, I'd like to say hello to Mary, who lives down on the Kent coast in England. And my wife has gone down there to stay with her. I know they've gone out today to Whitstable. Whitstable on the Kent coast is regarded as the best place you can buy fish and chips. It's supposed to have the best fish and chips in the country. Wow. So we pray they're having wonderful fish and chips today. And I thank Mary uh, sincerely for allowing Janice to come and stay in a wonderful home on the Kent coast. I say hello to Christina and her daughter Ariana in Sydney, Australia. I say hello to Sandra in the USA. And Lord, I pray that you will bless all the listeners and all the contributors on Amiga Man Radio. Amen. We're talking today about the devil. You know, the devil has been built up in folklore. The devil has been built up in Hollywood, in movies, in TV shows, programs 
that really scare the wits out of some people. And of course, naturally, even born-again believers can be very frightened of the thought of having to take on the devil. I wonder if many of you out there listening have had to have conflicts with the devil. The devil has decided to pick on you, bully you, bully your family, pick on your finances, pick on your health, pick on your sleep and all things that you rely on. Today we're going to be speaking about how to overcome the devil. Now, I made a mistake many, many years ago. It was 5.30, one summer morning, I woke up and there was a huge beast standing at the end of my bed with blood red eyes and he was looked horrific, looked like the abominable snowman with black eyes, but I knew it was Satan and he looked at me and he pointed his finger at me and he said, Michael, I will kill you in five years. Now, I used to be a a good boxer when I was a kid. I used to even fight bare knuckle when I was about 13, 14. And I leant forward in the bed and I took a terrible swing at this beast and my arm went right into the darkness of his body. And I thought, that's put him in his place. Anyway, he disappeared, he went. Later on that day, I was taken very ill. By the end of the weekend, I had rheumatoid arthritis in all my joints. My hands was like claws. I found it difficult to brush my teeth or have a shave. Uh, My feet became so swollen I couldn't get my shoes on. I went to the doctor the following week and he recommended that I go and see a rheumatologist, which I did do at the hospital. He said to me, how long have you had rheumatoid arthritis so bad? And I said, well, I didn't think I had rheumatoid arthritis. And he put me on a lot of drugs, very powerful drugs that made me feel sick and bad and gave me terrible headaches. Anyway, after a couple of weeks, I continued with my services on a Sunday at the church. After a couple of weeks, I thought, I'm not going to have no more of this. I don't like these medications. So I got rid of them all, every piece of medication, and I prayed to the Lord and I stood by him. And the Lord took away that rheumatoid arthritis. My fingers are straight now. I can shave. I can brush my teeth. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. But I realized the error of my way was taking on the devil physically. You see, we Satan is not flesh and blood. We can't take him on that way. And I made a big error, probably because of my bravado and probably because a bit of pride, which I repented straight away. But we must understand that if Satan comes against us, which he will do, and he will come against various areas of our life, and sometimes we'll have a defeat before we have the victory. But we must remember that it is the Bible, the word of God, the kingship of Jesus, the anointing of the Holy Spirit that will lead us to victory. So I'm going to take you through these stages today and I would like you to have a notepad or some paper with you and a pen because I've got lots of scriptures to give you today more than usual. But the only way you can learn this properly is to go through the word of God. Hallelujah. And the first scripture I want to start with is the first epistle of John. Chapter 4, verse 4. And it says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And you've got to remember that once you're born again and the Holy Spirit comes upon you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He that is in the world, of course, is Satan. But we're not fighting a man. We're not fighting flesh and blood. We're fighting a once 
and still is, a powerful archangel. Most people believe that Lucifer, the archangel, fell because of his rebellion and because of his pride, was the number one angel beside God, a covering cherub that covered the world. And many people believe as he covered the world, he looked in the clear waters that were in the world, and he saw his own reflection in those waters and saw how beautiful and how handsome he was. And that gave him the pride. You see, God had created him beautifully. But when he wanted to be equal to the Most High and up there with the Most High, we know that's when he went too far. And God cast him to the earth. So he has lost that great power he had in heaven. But he still is a very powerful fallen angel. Satan, the most evil one. Let's have a look again at the first epistle of John. But this time we go into chapter 5, verse 18. And let's see what it says. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that the wicked one toucheth him not. You've got to keep yourself good. The first things I can say to you is you've got to be free from sin. You see, Satan cannot make you sin. He will lead you into sin. He will tempt you. He will try and seduce you. He will try and control you. And he will try and get you to say yes to something you should say no to. Sin is of our own choice. We must realize that Satan cannot make us do anything. When a Christian commits a sin, it's because he's chosen to sin. It's not the responsibility of anyone else. Satan entices him to sin, but he cannot force him to sin. Though his temptations can be very, very great. Let's go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 16, verses 9. Proverbs 16, verses 9. And let's see what it says about sin. Hallelujah. We praise the name of Jesus. I hope you're all well today. You know, my dear wife is away for a few days, and I have to say that I've been sleeping more than I usually sleep. I've been catching up. Let's have a look. Proverbs 16, verse 9. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. So, it is the Lord that directs our steps. But a man's heart, that is the thing that comes open to Satan, open to sin. Let's have a look at Galatians 5, verse 13. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another so it is our own choice our own choice to sin when we sin the door is open to the devil he comes he comes into our life you know that door doesn't have to be wide open that only has to be a slight crack which satan can exploit and come in hallelujah satan cannot capture us once we're in Christ. Satan is a defeated enemy. He's been cast down from heaven. He lost his way in heaven. And eventually, when Jesus returns, he will be cast into the lake of fire. But until that time, he will try and do as much evil as he can, and he will try and cause as many Christians as he can to lose their way with Christ and go back into sin. 
He will try and do that. Remember, those people in the world who have rejected Christ, those people there who live off of drugs, who are drug addicts, who sell drugs, who are pimps, who run prostitution, run crime, run people smuggling, pedophiles, rapists, all these people. Unless they turn from their sin, confess their sin and repent it, they're going into hell. Satan doesn't do anything to them. He lets them just get on with their life and do what they wish to do. It's the believer Satan is after. It's the believer. Remember, hell was not made for believers. Hell was made for the devil and his angels. And he wants to take us there. Let's have a look at Second Timothy 2, verse 26. And it says, And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. If you let the devil into your life, the devil will take you captive. He will bind you in something. You'll feel different. You'll feel that you was once happy-go-lucky in the knowledge that you were saved and Jesus Christ was your Lord and Savior. Now you're having problems in certain areas of your life. And Satan is taking control. As I said before, sometimes we have defeats before we have victories. Or, as I've said before, demons who operate under demonic control and under demonic strongmen will look at certain families, they will look at certain people, and they will exploit any cracks they see in these people's defenses. People believe they're Christians and they're going to spiritualist churches where they're actually speaking to dead ancestors and things like this. These people believe that they're Christians, but all the time familiar spirits are feeding them lies, feeding them demonic information to get them captured. There is only way, one way. We must understand the enemy. Now, we know this in Ephesians 6 what the Bible says about the whole armour of God. We'll speak about the whole armour of God later. But first of all, we're going to look at Ephesians 6, verse 11. It says, put on the whole armour of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And it says in verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And I believe that spiritual wickedness is in high places. I, you may recall I spoke to you last week about Father Armoth, who was the head exorcist in the Vatican, in the Roman Catholic Church. He called a press meeting in the 1980s and the TV, the radio, the papers was there and he declared that he believed that the Vatican, the head of the Roman Catholic Church, had come under the control of the devil. Now I believe Big organizations, governments, local authorities have come under the control of the devil. So we must understand our enemy Satan, that once he gets into a place, he's not leaving unless he's being cast out. So we must understand that. Let's have a look at 1 John 3, 8. And it says, he that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So you have to know, understand your enemy. 
you under, have to understand that Satan is not flesh and blood, but he is controlling millions and billions of people around the world who are flesh and blood. But he's controlling them within their addictions, their sexual preferences. He's controlling all things. Now, the best way to fight him is to study God's word. By studying God's word, you know the methods, the tricks, the wiles and the deceptions Satan will use. We need to know the devil's works. I've got an example of the devil's works from Zechariah later. But we mustn't be ignorant of his methods. We mustn't be ignorant. If we say, I'm a born-again believer, Satan can't come near me, then we're really, really allowing the devil to trick us. I remember a man some years ago who was I was asked to train. He was going to become a pastor. It all went wrong, and he fell for the love of money. And uh, But this man said to me once, I know about Satan. I know his tricks. I know how to put him in his place. And I said to this man, Satan's already got you, my friend. He's already controlling you if you think like that. We must know his methods. Let's have a look at 2 Corinthians 2, verse 11. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We mustn't be ignorant of Satan's devices. Look in your family now. Look at your children, especially if your children are teenage age. What a teenage age. I know that doesn't sound right, but they're in their teenage years, I should have said. If you see them behaving differently, always watch the signs. Watch the signs in your own family. Watch these things. Uh, I was attacked recently uh, from Kenya. I started receiving emails from a so-called church who ran orphanages in, in Kenya, and they was asking for my support. And they were sending me emails, oh, wonderful preaching man of God, we stand with you when all you believe in. And he started sending me pictures of children in Africa, beautiful children uh, sitting there in their classrooms. And he led me to believe that he was controlling all this and he was a pastor. Uh, I even went to send some money, send some money through the internet to him. Not a lot, but, you know, every time I tried to send this money, it wouldn't go. Something happened. The system went down. Uh, I put in the wrong address or I put in something wrong and it rejected it. And this went on for days. And I thought, why does this keep happening? Western Union is an easy thing to use. Why isn't, why isn't it working? It was God. He was stopping me from sending money to these people. So eventually they said, oh, what are you having problems with? And they sent me through a new company to send money with. Everything went wrong. All of a sudden, I said, if you send me your, the address of your church or one of the orphanages you run, I will send you the money by airmail. The screen went blank and they went their own way. They were confident tricksters committing fraud. And they have said, this guy here, he looks like he's a successful pastor. They, want, they made one mistake. They thought I was a rich man, which I'm not. But in the end, they went off the screen and I've never heard from them since. Satan, that's just one method of Satan. These people are so dishonest in their way they obtain money that they don't care ripping a ministry off or ripping a church off. I'm sure Shannon himself has had some emails that are similar to that. Many Christians get them. So you've got to know Satan's methods. He will attack your children. He will attack your finances. People will turn against you in the workplace. All of a sudden, you're not being 
invited to the annual Christmas dinner in your place of work because you're a born-again believer. Satan will put in your colleagues' heads, we don't want this guy with us. He's a spoil sport. He's a born-again believer. All of a sudden, your life is being attacked and you think, well, this, what's causing all this? It's Satan. It's very easy to Satan to speak to someone and put a negative thought in their head against you. We have to know his methods. We can't be ignorant of his devices. I could speak a whole program on what Satan will do to get himself entrenched in your family what he will do to attack your finances, to attack your health, to attack your marriage. I have a dear friend who's ringing me most days now because his wife just left home. They had a disagreement. She's a worship leader in a church, and she packed her bags and left home and went to her mother. It was an agreement that, to me, seems like a storm in a teacup. But she's allowed the devil in, you see, all the time. You don't fight for your marriage all the time. That you decide to take the high ground or one of you walks away from the marriage, thinking that you can sort it out later. You've allowed the devil into your marriage. He likes nothing better than divorce. You see, Satan's aim is to make us feel lousy useless, so full of grief, so full of condemnation that we lose our way with the Lord. The next thing we must do, believers must test the spirits. We must test them. Test every spirit to know whether a spirit comes from God or comes from the evil one. We must have this form of discernment. Don't just accept things. How many times have you been in church and people have said, the Holy Spirit has told me this, the Holy Spirit has told me that. Yet in your mind, you just can't see the connection. You think something's wrong. That's because you need to test the spirits. Hallelujah. First John. 4, verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Satan has false prophets everywhere. Some of them are big religions. Some of them say things in their version of the Bible which may omit one word or another. But just by omitting that one word or another word, they make that version of the Bible null and void. You must test the spirits. When someone comes to you and tells you they're from God, you must know. You must do something to give you peace, to know whether this person's from God or from not. I've met many, many people who claim to be of God and maybe they believe they was of God. But when you see them at work, you notice they're not of God. See, many, many people have come out of the occult. I've met many of them. They've come out of the occult. They've been filled with demons. They've gone through a form of deliverance. And the next thing you know, they're claiming the Lord is speaking to them. They're claiming the Lord has called them to be a deliverance minister. Met, met many of them. But what's actually happened is not all the spirits have gone through their deliverance. And some of the spirits that gave them demonic signs and wonders are still within them. And they're trying to make them believe that those signs and wonders are now godly signs of wonders. 
You've got to be careful of these things. When people go through deliverance, they must be fully delivered. I spoke to a lovely lady today who contacted me this morning regarding deliverance, a lady in England. And after a while, I was just praying for her. She started manifesting very, very badly. And I realized there was a problem with her mother before, and obviously a mother before that, a grandmother. And there was mermaid spirits, waterborne spirits in the family. They came from an island surrounded by sea where, and she said her mother actually worshipped mermaid spirits and waterborne spirits. You've got to have discernment to know this. This woman was a very lovely woman, but there were evil spirits there who were causing her problems in her life. Be actively looking out for problems. Be watching. Be watching. Let's have a look at First Peter 5. Hallelujah. First Peter 5, 8. First Peter 5, 8. Let's have a look that it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom... He may devour. That's what he is. He's seeking all the time. He's looking all the time. I don't want to frighten everyone. I don't want everyone to think that when you become born again, that that all the demons are going to come after you. But when you do become born again, there's a target on your back. When I became born again and I became active in the deliverance ministry, I was attacked constantly by Satan. Satan doesn't bother me in the slightest now because God has equipped me what to do when I I've seen Satan four times. Four times he's appeared to me. He doesn't frighten me in the slightest. But we have to watch out for him. Watch out for things that are not quite right. That doesn't mean that we have to become paranoid because paranoia is a weapon that Satan will use against all people. You're not here to see demons everywhere, but you're looking for changes, for situations. You know, if you do internet banking, it's worth your while as a defense to really look at your internet banking every day. Look at the movement of your money. Look at your direct debits. Look at your standing orders. Well, spiritually, we do the same. Spiritually, we look at everything. We check our internet. We check to see if we've got emails. I once received an email asking me to come and pray for someone who was sick in North London. Uh, I, I, I initially saw the email and felt unsure about it. And I got other emails, other emails I understood after a time that these people actually wanted to hurt me. They wanted to hurt me. They wanted to get me to a place where they could lure me and, I don't know, maybe kill me. I believe the people were fundamentalist of the Islamic faith. At that time, I was doing a TV show and at that time... I was getting a big following and we spoke about certain things, the spirit of Antichrist and the spirit of Antichrist religions. And I obviously said something, offended them badly, and they wanted to come after me. God told me not to go and I never went. I never went. I never went to that place. Resist the devil if he comes against you. That doesn't mean shout and swear at him and pick up a broomstick and try and chase him out of the house. You know your authority in Christ. You know if you're born again, you have the authority to resist the devil. Let's have a look at the book of James. James 4 verse 7. 
Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's simple. Surrender to God. Do not lean on your own understanding. Do not think about what this one said you should do or that one said you should do. Don't be led by people. Surrender to God. Lord God in heaven, I'm being attacked by the evil one, by Satan. I surrender to you totally. You are Yahweh, the God of Israel. You are Adonai, our one true God. You are Elohim, creator of heaven and earth. You are Jehovah Rapha, the God that he left thee. I surrender to you now, Lord. Bring the angels of protection to me now against the evil one. You surrender to God. You don't lean on your own understanding. If you resist the devil, then he will flee. I said a few weeks ago, I woke up and there was an angel sitting on my bed. I really, this angel was handsome. He was beautiful. He was bronzed and tanned and he had very muscular. And I wanted that angel to be of God. So I said to this angel, if you were from God, you are most welcome in my house. Please stay. But if you're from the enemy, go immediately. And sadly, the angel went immediately. I'm not saying he wasn't from God. Perhaps he was given instructions not to speak to me, just to watch over me. At that time, I was under great attacks in my life. So maybe he was from God. And while I was sleeping in the hours of the night, he had been sent to protect me. But i.e., I tested the spirits. And if he was from the enemy, I resisted him and he went. Resist has the same feeling of withstanding or standing your ground. You know, you can always remember at school there was a kid that was always a bully. We all had them in all our schools and everyone was frightened of them because they was maybe bigger than any other kid. And a lot of the time you ran away or you voided them. When you saw them coming down your road after school, you maybe crossed over and walked over on the other side. But there comes a time when you have to make a stand. I'm not going to move. And when you know demons about, I am not going to give in to any of you. I'm going to stand my ground because he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. That's what you stay. Satan can be overcome, but you need to overcome him by the power of God. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at a couple of more scriptures. Let's have a look at Matthew 26, verse 41, a powerful scripture. Matthew, hallelujah, 26, verse 41. Hallelujah. Let's see what it says. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation, but the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Do not rely on the flesh. Do not rely on your own intelligence. Rely on the spirit. The spirit will overcome. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Realize your weak areas. Realize there's all areas in people's life that you're weak. If you've got addictions, that, of course, is an area that will leave you weak. There are born-again believers that still smoke cigarettes. There are born-again believers who probably drink too much alcohol. There are born-again believers who may have the spirit of pharmacia because they take sleeping tablets or antidepressants. 
demons watch us and report back to their masters how to attack us. Every human has areas in their life where they're vulnerable. Satan knows these areas. Believers should be especially alert from attacks in these areas where they're at their weakest. The Bible tells us not to give any opportunity for the devil to work against us. Let's have a look at Ephesians 4, verses 27. Ephesians 4, verses 27. Hallelujah. You see, all of us are working to that perfection when we know that when we shut our eyes for the very last time, that we will be with the Lord God. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4, verse 27. Neither give place to the devil. Don't give place to the devil. The devil will say to you, you're not born again. If you were truly born again, you wouldn't need to take sleeping tablets. You would just put your head on the pillow every night and you would sleep. Satan will tell you, well, you can't be born again. You're a diabetic. Why are you taking insulin? Why are you taking metformin? He will say these things to you. And before you know it, you have doubts. Am I really born again? Surely God would have healed me of my diabetes by now. God would have healed me. Why am I being tormented of a night when I should be sleeping? I'm laying awake. Am I really born again? This is how the devil works. Resist him. Stand against him. Don't give him any place in your life at all. Hallelujah. Not in our own strength. We learn valuable lessons from Michael the Archangel in dealing with Satan. When the Archangel Michael contending with the devil disputed about the body of Moses, he didn't curse the devil. He didn't judge the devil or insult him. He simply said in Jude 9, The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. That's what he said. You see, when the devil comes, I've heard people say to Satan or say to a demon, I curse you, demon, I curse you. And they say these things. I always learnt from the angel Michael. When he stood there, the angel Michael was a powerful angel, a warrior angel. But he didn't insult Satan. He just said, the Lord rebuke you. Let's have a look at Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 7. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Hallelujah. The next thing, Satan wants to draw you into situations and circumstances that you won't be able to stand. Avoid any possibility of that. You know, someone might say to you, oh, someone in the church has got a problem. I think you can help them. Really think about these things before you get involved. Think about them. Do not fall for the tricks. Satan wants us to always be out of our depth. Always struggling. Let's have a look at First Thessalonians 5, verse 22. Abstain from all appearances of evil. 
Hallelujah. Abstain from all appearances of evil. You know, sometimes you think you're getting involved in something good and you may be getting involved with something that is evil. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. That's why I'm very careful who I allow in to my house via the internet. I get loads of invites to comment on this, comment on that. Really, I turn the vast majority of them down. I don't want to be involved in a situation. You may report on something and someone says, oh, do you remember when you said this? And all of a sudden, you feel your back's against the wall. You feel you're having to defend yourself. Separate yourselves from any particular sin, both morally and both physically. A temporary victory can be won over Satan just by saying no. You know, just by saying no can give you victory. Would you like to come to me with us tonight? We're having a drink in the local pub. Nothing much, but someone's going to be there or I think you'd like to meet. You test the spirits and you say, no, I've got something else on tonight. I've got something I've got to do. By saying no, you gain a temporary victory. However, some victories are only temporary because Satan will come back. He will reform himself and come back in a different place. While we are fallen beings, temptation will always be near. And now we've got to put on the full armour of God. We've done this before. But before I do this, I want to talk about Satan, the sort of things that he does, and how to overcome the devil's tactics. Do you ever get sick and tired of being attacked by the devil in your Christian walk? Does it seem one step forward, three steps back? The devil's twofold strategy. The devil first tries to bring us down by trapping us into sin, breaking down our defences. Once he's successful and getting us to sin, he then becomes our accuser. He is the accuser of the brethren. The Bible actually refers to him as the accuser of the brethren. Let's have a look what it says now. Satan, you must understand his methods. You must understand his wiles. In the name of Jesus. Revelation 12, verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come and strength and the kingdom of our God, the power of the Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. That is what Satan does. If you do something wrong, It will accuse you of it. And there's such an account in the Bible. So go to Zechariah 3, verses 1 to 4. And we're going to read about this account in the Bible. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I hope you're liking this program. I'm loving doing it. Hallelujah. Zechariah 3, verses 1 to 4. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan, even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments, 
and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. You see, even at our death, and I was told recently about a vicar, a lady told me her father was an Anglican vicar, and he was about to die, and he went through some terror just before he died, and Satan will not leave off, he will come and he will try and convince you that you're actually lost. Now if we consider what we've just read from Zechariah, the setting is that of a courtroom, God is the judge. Joshua the high priest is the defendant, Satan is the prosecutor trying to prove Joshua's guilt. Satan still uses this tactic with great effect. When you and I have disobeyed God, he moves him for the final accusation. He accuses you. You call yourself a Christian. Do you really think God will heal your prayer in future after you have sinned? Before we sin, we must understand he is tempting us. He whispers in our ears, do this, it's all right, this is not a sin. You will get away with it. You, it may be with an adultery. You've got a sexual need, a sexual need that is not being met by your wife at home. You're not doing anything wrong. Look in the Bible. Samson used to go with prostitutes in his journeys around. Are you doing anything wrong? Samson was a man of God, so will God really blame you? That's the sort of thing he says. You can get away with this. God won't destroy you. God won't rebuke you. He leaves us with a sense of guilt and shame, of condemnation. Yet the Bible says there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. You see, that's why we put on the whole armour of God, so we can make our stand against the devil. Something I want to tell you, the difference between conviction and accusation. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we get convicted of sin. We get convicted of sin in God's love. He wants to, us to bring, to become close to him. If we've got unconfessed sins, there is a barricade between us and God. So we confess our sins and we repent them. God then gives us forgiveness. He draws us to Christ on the cross. He leads us to repent of our sins and we move closer to God. What does Satan do when he accuses you? He uses your own sins that you haven't confessed in a hateful way against you. He makes you feel hopeless. He makes you feel full of guilt and shame and condemnation. He gets you to focus constantly on yourself and the sins you've committed. He makes you feel that you will never be forgiven. So he drives you away from Christ and the cross. He wants you to experience regret and pain. He wants you to not be free from the sins you've committed. We're going to finish now with the armour of God. I've got a lot more to say about this subject, so I will come back to you at a later date, and what I'll do, I'll reuse the last bit of this teaching, and I'll make it another teaching. Let's talk about the whole armour of God now, and how we must use it. Put on the whole armour of God, 
that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devils. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armour of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Let's put on the whole armour of God. Hallelujah. We spoke about your identity in Christ. Once you're born again, you know, you have an identity which is Christ-like. That's why you're called a Christian. You no longer will be frightened because the Bible was taught you God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. So what have you got to be frightened of? Hallelujah. Realize whose family you're part of. Realize that we say, Abba, Father. That the Lord God is our Father. Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. The holy angels are with us. You see, as I've said to you before, when Satan attacks you, his biggest weapon that he uses against you is fear. When you're in a dark room of a night and all of a sudden you're woken up and you see a shadow by the door, you feel cold. I went to a man recently to bless his house and his wife had died some months before and his wife was not a Christian. She refused to accept Jesus Christ as her Lord and Saviour. And even though her husband was born again, it meant nothing to her. When she died, this man started having problems in his house. Recently, I went there with Janice, my wife, to see this man. He was a lovely young man. He was a friend of my daughter. And the real problem in his house, that the temperature outside was 30 degrees, but his house was ice cold. There was obviously the presence of a demon and an evil spirit. And he was sleeping there and he was being troubled. He played Christian music all day long. There was a couple of things that we had to deal with. He had tattoos of Elvis Presley all up his arms and he said he idolized Elvis Presley. And I had to say to him, look, my friend, you, Jesus Christ, must be number one in your life. I said, I loved Elvis Presley as a child. I've got his gospel recordings, the whole collection at home, which I listen to on a regular basis. I said, but he can't be an idol. I said, God does not like idolatry. We got him to say the sinner's prayer and confess his sins, and Satan lost the stronghold he had in this man's house. And when we left his house, his house was peaceful. His house was calm. And his house went to normal room temperature. And we read the word of God. So this is how you overcome Satan's tactics. You overcome them. You stand firm in your identity in Christ. You put on Christ's righteousness, which is the armor of God. 
you preach the gospel to others. Preach the gospel to others. You share the gospel. We've been told to do that in Mark 16. That will be the last scripture I will read today. But we will come back to this subject. I just want to read this last scripture to you. If you like, it's what Jesus said before he went to be with the Father in heaven. Mark 16, verses 15 to 20. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up in heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. we got to preach the gospel to everyone. As we learn the gospel, we share the gospel. Satan hates that. He hates you sharing the gospel. Well, I'm going to finish there. We'll go back to this subject, how to overcome Satan another time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being there with me. God bless you all in the name of Jesus and be at peace in Jesus' name. May the peace of God which surpasseth all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Brother Michael, powerful word today. What would you like to title this for the archive? How to Overcome the Devil. Awesome. Okay, we'll be getting this up here in a few minutes. How Thank you very much. Uh, Brother Michael, tell people about how they can, can make contact with your ministry and how they can support your work. Well, you can contact my ministry. I'll leave you my uh, address, my email address. It's frame, F-R-A-M-E, coming, C-U-M-M-I-N-S, 123 at AOL.com. If you go on there, you can also find my Skype address. So if anyone wants personal prayer for any problems they have, you can contact me. If you're in the City of London or you're traveling to London, you can always find us. Uh, we're in a place uh, called Kilburn, which is London Northwest 6. And the church I lead is called Kilburn Christian Fellowship. If you're so kind enough to support me in my ministry, I have a PayPal account that you can get through my email address, and it would be lovely to hear from you. Fantastic. My friend, what an honor to be here with you. Folks, uh, please share these programs with a friend, and uh, I'll send you a copy um, shortly via Skype. How's that sound? That's wonderful. God bless you. My friend, you have a great week. We love you, and uh, thank you for coming on today. It was an honor. Okay. So I, I don't need a copy, actually, Ray. It's just that it goes online so Janice and Mary can listen to it. That's all. Fantastic. Uh, what we're doing these days is uh, we're getting them uploaded, usually within an hour or so of completion of the program, and um, the morning schedule is working out really good for me to get these uploaded fast. So That's wonderful. Here shortly. And I'm so glad your brother's with you, and I pray you have a wonderful time. Thank you, my friend. I really do appreciate that. We'll see All you right, next God, week. We'll see you next week. God awesome. bless you. God bless you, brother. Bye-bye. Folks, that was Michael Cummins. I hope you enjoyed that. I've only got one show for today, but we're going to be back tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow, let me look at the schedule here. We've got... Okay. David Measures at 10, 11, Gary Stafford, and I believe a guest is coming on, and then we'll have John Terrell, three programs on Friday. Um, thank you for your prayers. Again, my brother Damon came in last night and uh, 
Sure is nice having family here. First time I've seen him in 10 years. And uh, first time anybody has traveled here to the island of Bali. You know, with the lockdown, nobody could get in for almost three years. It was horrible. But praise God, that has been lifted. And uh, the ability to fly in now is unhindered. Keep us in prayer. If you want to contact me, you can do so via uh, omegamanradio.com. If you heard a little bit of noise in the background, I'm twisting a thing called the Rubik's Cube. It's from the makers of the Rubik's Cube, excuse me, not the Rubik's Cube, it's called Missing Link. Uh, in 1981, 7th grade, we were getting ready to uh, get out for Christmas break and one of the last days of class, we all got to exchange some gifts in school, we drew names and uh, I drew a name and my gift was the Missing Link. And uh, I missed this puzzle. I lost it somewhere back in probably about that time. So it's been about 40 years. And I said, man, I've got the cube. I've got the pyramix. I'm going to find this. And I searched time low and found a classic one on eBay. Ordered it, had my brother bring it in. So um, I'm going old school. Missing link. Haven't played this thing for 40 years. It's amazing. Okay. (laughs) Folks, love you all. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, Go to my website. We have two podcasts you can choose from, omegamanradio.com. Love you all. We'll close with a song. And uh, God bless you out there. Thank you for tuning in. We've got massive archives being uploaded. So uh, please check them out and enjoy all of them.